Welcome back to Daughter of a King. I am your host, Robin Pendergrass. In today's episode, um, this is Power of the Blood Part 2. So basically, um, last week I talked about how powerful the blood of Jesus. That was part one of this like uh, two-part episode series. So if you didn't watch last, well, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly suggest that you listen to it because that's just really good as well. But before I get into Power of the Blood Parts 2, let's talk about our announcements. So I ask that you please rate and review Daughter of a King because this will really help this podcast grow and this will also help the gospel reach to like more people. So if this is important to you, just please rate and review Daughter of a King. I also ask that you follow me on Instagram at rpengrass26 so you can get more content from me. And I'll also give like updates on the Daughter of a King podcast, like when I post and like future things that I will hopefully get done. So yeah, and I'm also accept- accepting monthly donations. This is just another way to support the Daughter of a King ministry. Donations will go towards funding for podcast equipment and future Daughter of a King projects. So the link for the donations will be in the description of this podcast episode. And there is also a link in the bio of my Instagram. So yeah, if you feel that it's so in this, mini- in this ministry, um, just do so if you feel that to do it. But, yeah, this will just go to a great thing that will hopefully fulfill itself. Alright, and the last thing is I am also accepting voice messages. So, if you have any questions or you would like to talk to me about something, then I will appreciate it and I will be happy to hear from you. So, the link for that will also be in the description of this podcast episode. Alright, so now let's get to Power of the Blood, Part 2. So, the first verse in this Bible study that we're going to talk about is in the book of Revelations, verse 1 and chapter... Sorry, chapter 1 and verse 5. Okay. It says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by this by his blood. So that was Revelations chapter one verse five. Okay, so if you listen to Power of the Blood Part Two sorry, Power of the Blood Part One, you know how powerful the blood of Jesus is and like of all the things that he has done for us by dying for us on a cross. If you don't know, I highly suggest that you listen to that episode. But what I want you to do right now is I want you to thank God for what he has done. Since you are in the blood of Jesus or like once you become like in the blood of Jesus, you will not have to receive death. Okay, so let me talk about that and explain that. So like when we are in our sin, like when we're in sin, when we're in that sinful lifestyle, there's like two different different types of death. One is like, um, one is like internal, we're going to say one is internal, 
or like um how do I want to say it? One is internal and it's figurative. The one the other one is like outer, it's like physical. So like your physical death that's just like when you die. That's just when you die. Um no, let me explain that better. Okay. So we'll all like experience death in like our time of our life. So that's like the physical death. But that's not really what this, like, um, this is not really talking about the physical death. This is talking about, really, our spiritual death. The death of our souls. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Alright. So, the death that's referred to, like, Jesus saving us from from death. It says that he's the firstborn from the dead. That means he, he conquered it. He conquered over it. And he was the first one to ever do that because he's Jesus. Okay. So the death that um is being referenced here is the death of your soul, the death of like your spiritual man. And okay, so that death comes from when we live that simple lifestyle. Because a life like outside of the will of God, all that sin It's just, like, bad for our souls. All that lying, the anger, the lusting, the envy, jealousy, all, just all the sins, that's just bad for our souls. All that is just killing our souls. It's killing our spiritual, you know, um, being, our spiritual being. And so, like, if we, like, go throughout our lives living a simple life, then we are spiritually dead. That's what it is. We're we're not truly free. Because we still have our past mistakes or our current issues. It's like taking over us. Like that's actually, you know, your spiritual death. But then there's like another death. And I'm going to be like brutally honest with y'all. And that's okay because the gospel itself is brutally honest. So... As a follower of that gospel, I gotta be brutally honest with y'all. Okay, so that was like the death of your soul that I just talked about. Like how sin causes the death of your soul. Okay, so the physical death when you die, you know. Yeah. And so the day of judgment, the day where you like stand before God and basically he like judges what you've done like out of your heart like your basically your heart posture like did you have a heart for me or did you have a heart for something else basically that's what that is it's like how did you like did you know did you have like a relationship with me on earth did you you know did you live the life that i called you to, to live did you have the heart that did you have a heart of god did you you know do like live the way that he calls you to that's basically what he would judge you on because he's the ultimate judge he's the only judge and so if not like if you didn't do those things then you would experience eternal death you know i talked about in power the blood part one of like how we when we live um life with god when we walk in with god and when we accept 
like the fact that he died for us that's when we obtain like um um eternal life but like if we don't believe in that if we don't trust in that if like we don't live our lives like loving and respecting the person that did that for us then like we won't have eternal life and what's the opposite of eternal life it's eternal death that's what we have that's what what will be like the death that's like hell that's hell eternal death is hell you will be eternally burning like forever not trying to scare you or anything but yeah that's that's just what it is but here's the good thing the good news this is why the gospel is called the good news the fact is jesus saved us from that death like before jesus died for us like before that even if he didn't die for us we would be in big trouble like we would experience like spiritual death here on earth and then when we when we die we would continue to experience eternal death and hell but thanks to jesus we don't have to experience that since he died on the cross for us we can have spiritual life while we're here on earth and then once our physical being dies our spirit lives on in heaven because we'll have eternal life because we believe and like what he has done for us like that's why our salvation is just a gift because right now we could be spiritually dead we could be like holding on to like past mistakes or like things that we're doing right now we could be holding on to that and then like we could continue in the constant cycle of sin for like the rest of our lives and then just experience eternal death and like our afterlife but thanks to god thanks to jesus we don't have to experience that as long as we like believe in what he has done for us because of our because jesus saving us we we have we have we'll like have the opportunity to attain eternal life if we choose to believe in his word in his word if like we choose to have faith in his word so basically by jesus dying for us we have to uh, we have the opportunity to have eternal life to have spirit like a spiritual life spiritual freedom if we have faith in his word and what he has done like for us and just in in god we'll have that you know spiritual freedom thanks to him and thanks to our faith in him so like in a new covenant your sins are removed because jesus death on the cross we are now in this new covenant what covenant where like god washes all of our sins away he doesn't hold that sin against us once we repent of that sin he doesn't remember that sin so when you make a mistake like if you've been doing good if you've been on like the christian journey for a while and like you made a mistake you don't have to turn away from god like um adam and eve did like when they said you don't have to uh, you don't have to like try to run and hide from him because 
God will easily forgive your sin because he loves you that much. You just have to ask him to forgive you. And then once he, once you do that, he will um, not only forgive you, but he will cleanse you un- for that sin. He will not only forgive you, but he will cleanse you of that sin as well. He will not remember your sin. So don't beat yourself down and don't let anybody or the like the enemy tear you down for like sins you made in the past. Just mistakes that you made. Don't let the enemy tear you down. Don't let other people tear you down. Because you know people like to bring up your past. Don't even let them tear you down. Don't even let your yourself tear you down. Because you know that when I go to God and I ask for forgiveness, I'm all automatically forgiven and I'm automatically cleansed of that sin. So that's something that you you should be thankful for today. Okay, so the next scripture is First John chapter 1, verses 7-8. through 8. It says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with, with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So basically, we all have sin, and we can't like not lie. We can't lie about that. Like we all have sin. God has seen all of us sin, and like, okay. So us Christians, we we have our mistakes as well. Like we have our mistakes. We're not perfect. Like, you know, sinners like people like non-believers. You know, they sin, but, like, if you're, like, a non-believer, like, listening to this, then know that, like, Christians sin to Christians, how their faults. We're not, we're not perfect people. Because there's, like, this, like, image going around of, like, Christians where it's, like, every, like, every, all of us are perfect. And I'm sorry if, like, someone made you feel like they're perfect because, not going to lie, they are not, they're not perfect. And if they made you believe that they're this like so righteous person, um, then they're they're like a modern day Pharisee. And you should like go back and watch like we'll listen to like the other episodes because I think I mentioned that. But like a Pharisee like back in like the well, it's New Testament like in Jesus' time. Those were like people that practice like religious duties. They pretend to be like righteous. They pretend to like love and serve God, but they were truly doing it just for their self righteous image. And so that's basically what some Christians are doing today. They're basically like modern Christians. They make um the world like outside the Christian Christianity, they make um themselves look perfect, and they're not. Just wanted to throw that out there. But none of us are perfect. Perfect. The difference for Christians is, as we walk in God, the blood will continually cleanse us. So, like when we sin, our soul is tainted. God, our high priest, is always cleansing us, like on a daily basis. Because I'm gonna be really honest with you, as Christians. We sin like every day. We make mistakes every day. We are not perfect. But the difference between us and non believers is that as Christians, we're just striving to walk and be like Jesus. We're, we're striving 
to, you know, live the way that God has called us to live. That's what we do. And, like, sometimes we may, like, fall down and, like, make mistakes. But luckily, the God that loves us so much, He, His blood will continue to cleanse us. Every day, the blood will continue to cleanse you. As you walk with God, the blood will continue to cleanse you. So if you're a Christian listening, know that if like you make a mistake, but you're just like you're still wanting to walk with God, the blood will continually cleanse you. Like it's not like a one time thing, and that like you know people still still say like um after Jesus' death. But the thing is, that doesn't mean you can't, like, go and ask for forgiveness and that same blood won't cleanse you. It will still cleanse you even after Jesus' death because that's how powerful his blood is. Like, the power, the blood of Jesus will just, it's just so powerful that it it will, like, continually cleanse 7 billion people every day if we just allow him to. So, like, as we walk in God, just know that the blood will continually cleanse us. Okay, so the next verse I'll be reading is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 through 24. And I just want you to know, if you hear this, like, kind of, like, purring noise, that is my cat. She wants to sit on my lap while I'm recording. And she won't leave me alone unless I do it, so... Yeah, she's on my lap, just in case you hear a cat, that's my cat, Tigger. Alright, so let's listen, well, let's read Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 through 24. It says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven, you have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So basically, in this new covenant that we are in, like since Jesus died for us, Jesus is like our mediator, which is like someone who like, kind of like, um, if you ever watched a poli- oh, sorry, a political effect, there. Sorry, I'm saying this so wrong. Okay, so if you ever watched a political debate, that's like the person that like keeps everything in order. Basically, you have one side and then the other side, so things don't get messy. The mediator kind of like even things out and just give like everyone an opportunity to speak. So for us as Christians. As believers, Jesus is our mediator because he stands in the presence of God and he speaks up for us. And Jesus is speaking up for us because he loves you. He loves me and he loves you. He loves us all. And that's why, like, he's just speaking up for us. Because he knows we're not perfect, but he still loves us anyway. And when the enemy tries to condemn us, God, Jesus will lift us up. And he will, he stands in the presence of God and he lifts up, lifts up us up by like what he says.
My Jesus speaking up for us. He's lifting us up. He's He's just advocating for us. He's advocating for just humankind in general. Reason is is because he loves us. Basically he's interceding for us. Keep in mind if Jesus didn't inter- intercede for us, then we would be experiencing some spiritual death right now. You think times are bad now? Think about how bad it would be if Jesus didn't die for us and everyone on this earth would be just spiritually dead. And just imagine, we say the world is dangerous now, but imagine how dangerous this world would be if everyone on this earth was spiritually dead if Jesus, because Jesus didn't die for us. This is just imagine. And then imagine the fact that we would have to face eternal death, which is hell like burning for like eternity imagine that but thanks to jesus speaking up for us for advocating us by dying on the cross for us we don't have to face that we have the opportunity now to have a real relationship with god to have freedom to have freedom over death to have freedom over our sin and to have freedom over bondage because of the death that jesus um, for us. Also, want to mention something. So, <clears throat> the last part, <clears throat> verse twenty-four, like the last part of that, um, it said that the blood of Jesus, like the sprinkled blood that speaks, a better word than the blood of Abel. <clears throat> you may be wondering, like, who Abel is? That's like, um, I'm gonna say Abel. Abraham's son, if I'm wrong, that's like in all the way in Genesis. That's like beginning, like after Adam and Eve. Um, no, sorry, I mixed it up. Okay, so Abel is one of the sons of um Adam and Eve. So um, they had, I think their first two sons were Cain, which is the older son, and Abel. He was the second youngest, and so basically. Cain, he was like jealous. I think he was like jealous of his younger brother. Yeah, he was jealous of his younger brother because God had like God had like something like special for Abel. I think, and so yeah, God had something like special for Abel because like you know just how he was. And Cain was jealous, so he wanted he murdered his brother. And so that was the blood of Abel. That's just that's just the blood of sin, the blood of death. But God's blood that was well sorry, well yeah, God, Jesus they're saying, but okay, so Jesus' blood that was sprinkled on us, that's the blood that represents life. So instead of having the blood of death sprinkled on us, we have the blood of life sprinkled on us, meaning that we have eternal life, not only in heaven but we we can also have it here on earth as long as we believe in god we trust in what he has done for us and like we live our life in faith and like what he has done so remember that jesus is an advocate for you if no one advocates for you know that jesus does because he's always in his corner in your corner because he loves you so much Okay, 
so the next verse will come from all the way in the New Testament in Leviticus chapter 14 verses 14 through 18. It says, the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of their right hand, and on the big toe of their right foot. The priest shall then take some of the log, some of the log of oil, pour it on the palm of his own left hand, dip his right forefinger into the oil in his palm, and with his finger sprinkle some of it before the the Lord seven times. The priest is to put some of the oil remaining in his palm on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of their right hand, and on the big toe of their right foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. The rest of the oil in his palm the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed and make atonement for them before the Lord. Okay, if you listen to like the royal priesthood like two episode series um this was like brought up it was in the book of exodus that was brought up so if you want to learn more about that then you should go watch those episodes because this it will explain it in a good way but yeah i'm gonna basically tell you what this is about because like old testament can be a little difficult to understand at some time so this is like they're like okay, so um the priests they kinda go through these like offerings to like cleanse themselves in a way. So they had the um so yeah, alright. So they did these like rituals to like cleanse themselves in order for them to do the work of God. Alright, so, and this, like, um, well, like, in Old Testament, the oil that was used that represent the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, and as you know, the Holy Spirit comes with power, so, like, whatever you plead the blood of Jesus on, God will cleanse it, whatever the blood of Jesus covers, it will be healed, it is administrated by the blood of Jesus, so, um, I think I talked about this in the last um, episode. So, the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that goes hand in hand. And so, uh, if you didn't know, uh, I learned about this. um, I learned about this. Okay, so I learned about this from church last Sunday. I mentioned that in the last episode. So I want to tell y'all something that the um, the preacher brought up. So he said, like, um, when Jesus, like, when they were like, when Jesus was like, um, when they were like hurting him and beating him up, and when he was like bleeding and stuff, not only like his blood came, but it was like, let's say it was like water. I'm trying to remember. It was like water. Or something I want to say water or like or like a clear substance 
and in a way he said that that represent the holy spirit and like how the blood of jesus and the holy spirit it goes hand in hand it's like together because both cleanses us so like when jesus died not only was his blood shed for us but if you um read acts you'll see how the Holy Spirit came down and came over all of his believers. So, the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes hand in hand. I hope you understand what I just said. But yeah, the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes hand in hand. The oil represents the Spirit of God. And when, you know, the Holy Spirit comes with power. And so, we're going to talk about pleading the blood of Jesus in the next segment. But, like, when you have the oil, when you have the Holy Spirit with you, on you, and you also have the blood of Jesus on you, you are cleansed. Whatever whatever you did, that's just cleansed because you have the Holy Spirit, you have the blood of Jesus on you. And like whatever the blood of Jesus covers, whatever the Holy Spirit covers, it is made holy. It's made pure. Like we may not be perfect, but like um we said before, I wanna say first Peter wait, yeah, let me look back, let me look back. It was first John. So as we said in first John, the blood of Jesus will continue to cleanse us. So, like, when we have the Holy Spirit on us and when we have that, um, the blood of Jesus, we are continually cleansed. We're, like, we're pure and we're made holy by God because we have the blood of Jesus and his spirit on us as his believers and as his followers and as his children. We have the blood of Jesus and the, um, Holy Spirit on us. And, okay, so the reason why God is, like, so merciful, why he's, like, ready to forgive us is because he sees the blood of Jesus on us. So, like, as Christians, you know, we make we make our mistakes. And as we said in First John, like, his blood continually cleanses us. And... Since, like, Jesus' blood continues to cleanse us, God will always be merciful to us because the blood of Jesus will always be on us because we are, like, Jesus is, like, so ready to forgive us. And that's why the blood of Jesus is on us. And that's, like, why God is so merciful to us. That's why he's just so forgiving. And, like... Y'all, I'm going to keep talking about our words because I talked about it a bunch in the last um part of this like sermon. But this just plays a big part of our worth as believers, as humankind in general. It plays a big part in our worth. The, the death of Jesus, it plays a big part in our death because the most perfect person jesus was perfect if someone tells you that he's not perfect don't listen because 
nowhere in the Bible it says that Jesus sinned. It talks about the sin of everybody else, but it does not talk about the sin of Jesus. Just saying. But um, anyway, the most perfect person that ever walked this earth, he died for us. And he did not have to do it. He died for the whole world, even when, like, he did all of that. He died on the cross. He he was mocked. He was shamed. He was beaten. And he was hung on the cross, nails in his hands and feet. He, and just bleeding out. And he he's done all of that because he loves every single person on this earth, even when we don't love him back. But he loves us so much. And he he's just done all that for us because he loves us. So Jesus has done all of this because he loves us so much. He's like, God sent his son to the cross for us because he loves us that much. And he's, he's done that because we're worth so much in us that's why we can find our worth in god and not in nobody else because he he's done like this big work in our life that like can change that changes like billions of lives and he did that for each life because he loves us and we he like we're worth so much to him so never treat yourself badly know that you are valuable to god He's done all of this for you because he's, you're valuable to him. He loves you so much. You are worth the blood of Jesus. That blood that was shed, you are worth You are worth it because God loves you. You are that valuable to him. Don't think that you're worthless because Jesus has shed his blood for you. You're you're just and then like in his mind he knew that you were worth it even though even if he didn't know that you would love him back in his mind he thought that every single billion people on this earth out of billions of this earth he loved every single one of us even if we didn't love him back but he loved us all because we're just so valuable to him he just loves. He just loves us, and like Jesus' death on the cross is our worth in Christ. That's our worth. So don't find your worth in anything on this earth. Find it in God, because He treasures you so much. You read in the Bible and you see all the things that He done for you. Know that all of that is from God. All of it. It well, yeah, it's from him. But know that all of it, he does, he does all of it because he loves you, and he's you're just so valuable to him. You are worth everything that he has done for you. And like, um, let's go back to the um thing about angels, like sending God sending his angels, God sending us his Holy Spirit, and like. All that that guards us in our walk with Christ, all that is just surrounding you. Oh, I just uh want to say. So I think it was Hebrews twelve that we just read, that um talked about like how the angels rejoice over us when we're like walking with God.
like they're they're God's protection. They're and they're like they're God's guards and they're like around they surround us that the angels, the Holy Spirit, they surround us. They're like God's own secret service. That's what the pastor said. They're God's own secret service. You are worth that much to God that you actually need a secret service. You just, yeah. And then not only does you do you have the Holy Spirit with you, but, you know, it may be weird, but I just learned that God sends his angels to us. Like I heard about it in the Bible, but I never took it seriously. Like God has angels for us. He has assigned angels for us. If you look in the Bible, he has assigned like angels to us. It's biblical. I mentioned some verses in this like two episode series that mention angels. So yeah. Know that you are worth that much to God because you have your own secret service. And know, also know that God is with you when the blood of Jesus is on you. That's why you can walk around boldly, but you can't walk around cocky. Because this is not about you, it's about Jesus. All of this, even though God has done it for us, it's not, it's not about us. This is about him being glorified on earth for just the amazing God that he is. It's about God, not about us. So, yeah. So, when you have the blood of Jesus on you, like when Jesus, like, um, died for us, he removed that barrier that separated us between God and that separated us from God, and that was sin. So God, Jesus removed that barrier. So now, like, God can be with us. He can be in us in, like, you know, this intimate way. We can have an intimate relationship with God. And that's how, when the blood of Jesus is on us, we have God with us. And we ha- will be able to have that intimate relationship with him because the blood of Jesus is on us. We believe that in faith, then we will be able to have that intimate relationship with God that he has like always wanted for like the beginning of time. Can keep in mind, last episode I said that this was the plan that God had all along. He had this like big salvation plan for every single person on this earth all along since before the Old Testament. So Jesus has given us the blood of Jesus and it's beyond holy because like just the power that it has, it's like I can't even explain it in one word. It's just beyond holy. And the enemy, he just can't touch that. We're going to get into that in the next segment. But enemy, he cannot touch that. So what I want you to do, I want you to apply it on your life. Because you will be untouchable. When you put the blood of Jesus on you, you will be untouchable. Because the enemy cannot touch you. He may try to throw things at you that may hurt at sometimes, but he can't touch you it won't affect you because you have the blood of jesus on you 
Okay, so the last verse in this Bible study will be the book of Exodus, which is like before Leviticus. Yeah, it's right before Leviticus. And so it's um, Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. I mean, sorry, 12 through 14. It says, On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destruction, no destruction, no, sorry, no destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the day yours shall come commemorate for the generations to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. Okay, so this day was Lord's Passover. I'm going to give you a little background on this. So this was like when the Israelites were getting ready to leave um, Egypt. You know, because Egypt, they, Egypt just kept, them in, kept the Israelites in slavery. And just put them in like a bad spot. And so this is when God delivers them from that bad spot. And so basically all the things that Egypt has done to Israelite, to the Israelites. God is now punishing them for the things that they have done to his people. So that's what's happening here. And so basically the Israelites had to put like had to um. I kind of do a sacrifice as like putting like um the blood of like the firstborn of of like the um just strike down the firstborn and like their blood no sorry sorry I'm reading that wrong sorry it's a... okay let me read it you and the house is where you are and when I see the blood. So basically, they had to put the blood on their houses, and when they done that, no destruction, no de- destructive plague will touch them, but it will touch the Egypt Egyptians. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, it's late, but we gonna get this white out anyway. All right. So basically, God wants us to use the weapon that He has given us. Every day, that weapon is the blood of Jesus. Yes, you can use the blood of Jesus as a weapon. So every day, I want you to apply the blood of Jesus on your life. Alright, so do not fear. Do not fear over nothing because we serve God. We serve the Lord. We serve Yahweh. And so Jesus died on the day of Passover, and he provided that blood for us. He has provided that, he's provided the weapon, basically. Our weapon is the blood of Jesus, and so Jesus has provided us for that blessing. I mean, for, he's, sorry, I'm so tired, I'm so So since, um, okay, so, Old Testament like what I just read, that was the Lord's Passover. And Jesus died 
when he died on the cross, that was considered the Lord's Passover. So basically, that was kind of like a history repeating itself, kind of a little bit. But yeah, so when Jesus died on the cross on Passover, he provided that blood for us to where like if we believed in it, then the enemy will not be able to touch us. Death, that spiritual death that we talked about earlier, that won't be able to touch us because we have it on us. We have pleaded the blood of Jesus on us, and that is our weapon. So, okay, I'm going to share with y'all how y'all can use the weapon. Number one, get saved. I'm not forcing you to get saved, but I'm saying if you listen for like this long, then you're here for a reason. And so the way to access this, like, because, like, it's open for us because, like, Jesus already done the work. He died for us. But, you know, there's, we got a, a part to play, too. We either can choose to believe in the fact that he died for us and just, like, live out our lives, like, in respect and in, like, love for, like, what he has done or we can just, like, ignore what he has done and continue to live a life of sin. So, like, we got a choice. I'm not forcing you to get saved. But if you listen this long, then you're here for a reason. So, the way you have access to this blood, uh, to blood of Jesus, like, being that being over your life is getting saved. And so basically, it's just a simple thing. You don't have to go in front of a crowd and make a scene and, you know, yeah. All you have to do is just talk to God. That's all you have to do. If you're ready to turn away from a life of death and turn towards a life like filled with true life, then here's what you'll say. You will just ask for forgiveness. That's all you will do. You will just like, okay, just tell God what you did wrong. Let him know that the sin, what sins you made. And just apologize for it. And then just give his life, give your life over to him. And let him be the Lord over your life. That is a first. I didn't write that down. But yeah, just let him be the Lord over your life. That's how you get saved, by repenting of your sins, by turning away from your sins and living the rest of your life with the Lord over it. That's basically getting saved. And let me tell you, that's the best thing that has ever happened to anybody. That's the best thing. Getting saved, getting saved by God, that's just the best thing. Like, um... You should listen to my apologia. That was the, that was actually the last episode before this one. So I highly suggest that you listen to uh, my apologia because I basically share with y'all how I got saved and like things that I struggled with. But yeah, and like you'll see how that changed my life. Like my life is completely changed. I'm not perfect. You know, life is not perfect, but it's way better with God in it. I'm just going to say, when you get saved, it's like that's not going to like stop you from going through trials in your life. You will actually face trials. You will actually face more trials because, you know, when you're saved, you just reach that 
higher level and that's when the enemy tries to bring you back down so basically you will face more trials but god is like he's like right there with you he actually resides in you now because you opened up to him sorry my cat is just knocking stuff down but yeah you open open yourself up to god so that's how okay so that's getting saved so after getting saved you have like and you believe in like the blood of jesus like the blood that was shed for you you can now the second step is you can now apply the blood of jesus to your life and throughout this episode series we talked about how powerful it is but okay so um i'm gonna ask a question that my pat well not my pastor but like a past the preacher of this sermon asked he asked um like have you ever heard like um say like your grandma or like your mom like pleaded the blood of jesus over your life well if you have then that that's just like why you're still here to this day because the blood of jesus is just that powerful it's really powerful and that the blood of Jesus is a protection against the attacks of the enemy. Because like I said earlier, when you apply the blood of Jesus on your life, you will be untouchable. When you plead the blood of Jesus over your life, when you say, I plead the blood of Jesus, then, like, you will just be untouchable. The enemy cannot stop you. He may try to throw difficult situations in your life, but you plead the blood of Jesus over that thing, he will not be able to touch you. Okay, so I know I said Exodus 12 was just going to be the last um, verse, but I forgot to talk about Psalm 91. That one is really good. So let's just read that one real quick. So that's, I just said Psalm 91. Okay, it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my wretch my refuge and my fortress my god in whom i trust surely he will save you from the fowler snare and from the deadly pestilence he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness nor the plague that destroys at midday a thousand men fall at your side ten thousand at your right hand but it will not come near you you will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked if you say the lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling no harm will overtake you no dis- no disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and, and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This, I just love this because this is just like, it just relates to Exodus 12 so well. And I see why, like, um, the preacher of this sermon just put the two together. 
so yeah like you can like if you like study i want you to study exodus 12 and psalm 91 like back to back like if you can if you feel able to then like i highly suggest that because you'll be able to get a deeper understanding on why like these two things these two beautiful scriptures just correlate so well together but basically like when we when we love God in return, he will protect us. He's like our refuge. He he like he protects us. When we proclaim his name, he will protect us. When we say that the Lord is our refuge, when we take refuge in him, nothing no harm will overtake us. No disaster will come near us. Cuz he just said that he will command his angels to protect you yes we have angels that protect us and i love that i love that fact i I just love that i just yeah so when you're like covered in the blood of jesus that's like you're just taking refuge in him and when you do that no harm will overtake you it anything the enemy tries to harm you it won't harm you because you have the blood of Jesus on you. You have that you have that refuge with God. And in return, he'll protect you. He'll send his angels out to fight for you. He just like protects you in his blood. He gives us the this weapon, the blood of Jesus, to apply to our lives. So whatever the enemy throws our way, it will never overtake us. So that's why your grandparents and your mother, grandparents, anybody, like, that's why they plead the blood of Jesus over you because they know how powerful that blood is and know, like, and knows that it will protect you. So I want you to, to plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Know that your mind is vulnerable because sin, it starts in our mind. That's where it will know. It starts from our heart. Like it starts from our heart and our mind. So that's why that's why our heart and mind are so vulnerable. Because we can easily put something like bad into it. And that will just turn into sin eventually. That's why our hearts and minds are so vulnerable. And our body is vulnerable. Like... You know, things can just easily happen. Like, your body is like a temple. You know, like, sin can, like, easily try to ruin your mind, ruin your heart, ruin your body, your temple. Like, all that sin, it can ruin it. Anything that the enemy tries to throw your way, it can ruin it because it's vulnerable. But when we apply the blood of Jesus over our minds, over our... um hearts and over our temples which is our bodies then but like the blood will cover you when you apply the blood of Jesus over your whole entire life the blood will cover you you just gotta believe it put like put everything under the blood put your life under the blood put your family's life under the blood put just everybody's life under the blood. 
just to clear i pleaded blood of jesus over this person over that person i pleaded blood of jesus over my enemy plead the blood of jesus over your house pleaded over everything because the enemy just likes to steal from us because he just doesn't want us to reach that next level that god has you know called us to reach he doesn't want he tries to break us down so we won't be able to reach where he has called us to reach where god has called us to reach and another thing is if you have a ministry or if you are like starting a ministry or a business or let's say your job and like school plead the blood of jesus over that because the enemy will try to steal your focus from you but when you apply the blood of jesus even over that then automatically that is protected by the blood of jesus and nothing the enemy that nothing the enemy throws your way will be able to break that thing down because the blood of jesus is that powerful now if you don't believe it then you're just like wasting your time but if you truly believe in the blood of jesus then anything that you put the that you like declare the blood of jesus on then nothing can like the enemy cannot destroy it because the blood of Jesus is on it. Like, and the blood of Jesus, he it can't, the enemy cannot touch that because it's holy. And the devil, he is not holy. So when you put the blood of Jesus over something in your life, you're if you're putting the blood of Jesus over something, you're protecting it with something that's beyond holy. That's something that's like stronger than an enemy, stronger than anything that he tries to do. And that's why he can't touch it because it's too powerful for him. That's why he can't touch it. So I want you to plead the blood of Jesus over everything in your life. Like nothing the enemy throws your way will be able to prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It really won't because you have the blood of Jesus over you. So, plead the blood of Jesus over your mind and your heart, just your life. And watch how much peace you will have in your life. When you plead the blood of Jesus over your family, over yourself, over like your business, your ministry, school, work. When you plead the blood of Jesus, when you plead the blood of Jesus over those things, you won't have to stress because you know that God has it protected you you know that the enemy can't touch it because it's too holy for him. It's too powerful for him. You know that that thing that you plead the blood of Jesus on is untouchable. It's unstoppable because the the most powerful thing in this whole entire world, the blood of, like the blood of Jesus is like protecting that thing. The blood of Jesus is protecting that thing, and that's why you don't have to stress. Because the blood of Jesus, the most whole, like the most holy, is like person's blood is like protecting your life, your your family's life, like it's protecting whatever you plead the blood of Jesus on. Like the enemy can't touch it. Like literally, it's like that unstoppable. And when something like that is un stop, when it's unstoppable then you have so much peace in your life. You don't have to try to, like, protect everything yourself. Because when we try to do it ourselves, that just leaves 
a door open for the enemy to try and come in and steal from us. When we, when we like plead the blood of Jesus over it, because it's that powerful, the the enemy won't be able to touch it. And when the enemy touches, doesn't. Okay, sorry. When the enemy is not able to touch something of your that belongs to you, you will have peace because. That thing that God has given to you, it belongs to you. And it can't be taken away from you because the blood of Jesus is just resting over it. And I don't know about you, but that sounds so peaceful to me. It sounds like I don't have to stress. You don't have to stress because you plead the blood of Jesus over that thing. And it's automatically protected by the most powerful blood in the whole entire world sounds weird but yeah that's the best way I can explain it like the blood of Jesus is like that powerful nothing the enemy tries to do it like to steal it from you it won't work because he can't even touch it the blood of Jesus is like beyond holy and the enemy is just not that's why he can't touch it so whatever you plead the blood of Jesus on it it just can't be touched by the enemy because you're just protecting it in the blood of Jesus like you have the blood of Jesus that's just surrounding and covering it and it's like it can't be touched it cannot be stopped and that just gives us as believers so much peace Because we know that even when the enemy tries to distract us or tries to steal, kill, and destroy us, we'll know that it won't work because we, we like rest in the fact that the blood of Jesus is just like over everything that we ask God to cover. Just know that pleading the blood of Jesus is so powerful. So apply the blood of Jesus over your life and watch how much peace you will have in your life okay so i hope you will enjoy this podcast episode because this like sermon was like so good that i can like i couldn't like sit on it like god called me to share it to y'all and if i didn't share it to y'all then i would have been in trouble because i would have been disobedient so i had to obey god and i'm so glad i did because i feel like this word just can impact so much people and if you feel like it, it can then like just please share it to more people if you feel like it's impactful um but yeah just know like the blood of jesus is just so powerful like the blood that jesus shed on the cross for us it's just so powerful that it's just it's just so hard for, for like me to under like to just tell it to y'all because it's like there's like no way to there's like no one word to describe how powerful the blood of Jesus is there's like no one word to describe it so just be glad that the blood of Jesus if you believe in God then just be glad that the blood of Jesus just rests on your life it rests over whatever you want it to well no um when you plead the blood of jesus over your life 
over anything in your life connected to you, then you will just have so much peace because you know that the enemy, he can't steal it from you because the blood of Jesus is holy and he's not, he's not powerful enough to touch the blood of Jesus that is over your life. That means he can't touch you. He can't harm you. So don't be afraid. Have faith in God and continue to walk in with him and just have the blood covering not only your life, but the lives that are connected to you. So yeah, the blood of Jesus is just very powerful. I just had to put that out there because a lot of people don't know this, but I'm glad I'm glad that you know this now. Alright, so if you enjoyed this, please come back for more because I'm going to try to like post like maybe one or two times a week because as a high school student, it's like it's going to be hard to like kind of stay consistent, but I'm going to try to get something out mainly on Tuesdays, Fridays, that's just a bonus. I feel like this week I will get something out because... I already pre-recorded something. So, yeah, you will not only have something for Tuesday, you will also have something for Friday. So, yeah, just stay around for that. And, yeah. So, if you're looking for more content, if you enjoyed this, then you would enjoy my Instagram, which is at rpendergrass26. And, yeah, if you want more encouragement, then follow me there because I'll try to post more on there as well. If you would like to ask questions about what I said, because I know I said a lot. So if you have any questions, then feel free to leave a voice message. If you like what you heard and you want to leave a voice message, then please um leave one. I'm gonna, um, I actually got one voice message, so I'm going to put that at the end of this episode. And you can just listen to it. And the last thing is I'm... I'm still accepting like monthly donations. If you feel led to sow into this ministry, then feel free to. Just feel free to be a blessing if you want. I'm not forcing you because I don't do it for it. That it's just like really important as like Christians to spread the gospel. And so that's the main reason for this. Just know that monthly donations that you give, like it will like, impact a lot with this ministry like i'll be able to like afford equipment for things and also like fun like future projects that i'm trying to do because i just like today i really realized how like how hard things are getting for people you know with like inflation and stuff going on like my parents like like they made me realize how like inflation is like impacting everyone and so I didn't really tell nobody about this yet, but I guess y'all the first people people to know. I will like also want to like help fund things for like I can do for like the community because you as you know you know, like you got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up and so like it would be good to like just bring more joy in this tough time. So yeah, if you feel led to sow into this ministry, then please do so I'm not saying you have to but I'm so glad that you're here listening to daughter of a king and just I'm so glad that you stayed this long because it means a lot and yeah I just want you to know that you're 
so loved by God. And like if you have any questions, feel free to um talk to me on Instagram or send a voice message. But just know that the blood of Jesus is just so powerful and you have access to this when you just give your life over to Christ. Be and I highly, I'm not saying you have to, but I highly suggest that you do because God loves you so much. He And he just wants to have that intimate relationship with you because he loves you that much. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you learned a lot. Have a blessed day. Here is a voice message that Daughter of a King has received lately. Hey Robin, this is Aunt Nat. I just want to let you know that I'm so proud of you and the words that you are saying, your testimony, your apologia. God is pleased with it. God is pleased with you. He loves you more than you'll ever know. I am so proud of you. I love you because you are so beautiful inside and out. Let no one tell you any different. But you keep on doing what you're doing and keep on loving on God. Keep on giving his message and telling the world. Tell the young people about Jesus. Keep telling your testimony because God loves it when you do. I love you, and I am going to donate to your cause.